When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And hello, everybody, and welcome to Listen Up on this Tuesday. I hope everyone is doing well. We start off talking about that uh, game last night in Santa Clara. How about the 49ers? Please take a step forward. I don't have any idea who the real 49ers are, but last night, they took on the Rams, who they own. That's five straight wins over the L.A. Rams. 14 first-quarter points. Uh, Garoppolo only had four incompletions, threw for two touchdowns. But how about the running game? Mitchell, 91 yards. You know, Samuel got five carries for 36. Wilson, I mean, they had, a what, almost 160 yards of rushing as a team. Uh, but defensively. Boy, how about that 49ers defense last night? They were incredible, really good. And then you look at the Rams, and, you know, I talked about this last week. Why would any Rams fan have any confidence that Matthew Stafford is going to be able to win you a big game in January? I I don't see it. I really don't. I mean, they've got a tremendous receiver in Cooper Cup. You know, again, 11 catches last night for 122. But the 49ers defense was outstanding last night. They were really good. I give them a lot of credit. That was a must-win game. If they lose that, they're done. Now they're breathing at 4-6. and six, You know, And again, I don't know who the real 49ers are because the week before, they got embarrassed at home to the Arizona Cardinals without Kyler Murray and without Hopkins. Watt, of course, is out for the year, and you would think that that would be a golden opportunity for the Niners, and they're not even in the game. So I don't know what to make of the 49ers. I really don't. But when you look at the NFL standings right now and you look at the NFC, you've got Green Bay, Arizona, Dallas, and Tampa leading their respective divisions. Then you have the Rams, and then all of a sudden it do- it drops down to New Orleans at 5-4 five and four and Carolina at 5-5, five and five and San Francisco's 4-5. and five. So guess what? The 49ers are right in the thick of things. They had to absolutely win that game last night. And not only did they win it, but they won it in convincing fashion. So if you want to talk about that game or anything else going on in sports, just raise your hand, hit that hand icon, and I will put you right on. All right? So hit that hand icon, fire away with your questions, and let's get right into this. But again, last night, a very impressive performance uh, by the 49ers. And I was just doing an hour-long show on No Filter Network with Sean Salisbury. He made a great point. 
He said, how come when the 49ers win, nobody ever wants to give Jimmy Garoppolo any credit? And I listened to what he had to say, and I said, I think I know the reason. Because 49er fans are clamoring for Trey Lance. They want to see him. Even though he's not ready to play, they want to see him. But, I mean, he made a great point. Every time the 49ers win, nobody ever talks about Garoppolo. And, again, he played very, very well last night. But when they lose, everyone wants to pile on Jimmy G. And I think it's just because the fan base, they they are brainwashed by what they hear about Trey Lance. But, you know, it's very obvious the 49ers' best chance to win is not with Lance. It's with Garoppolo. So a big-time win for San Francisco. It keeps them alive. And once again, because of how many teams in the NFC are so bad, uh, it keeps them right in the thick of things. Now, you know, when you look at San Francisco, and again, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm wrong for doing this because I can't figure out this team. I mean, I really can't. Can you figure out the 49ers? But here's their schedule, all right? They're at Jacksonville. So can we just assume that they're going to win that game or should I not even do that? I, I have to assume they're going to beat Jacksonville. Then they're at Cincinnati, home against Atlanta. They should win that. At Tennessee, lose. Home Texans win. And then at the Rams. I mean, they're right there. They are right there. And they have a relatively easy schedule. Again, they own the Rams. They should beat the Falcons. They should beat the Jaguars. Um, you know, the game at Seattle, I, I don't know what Seattle has to play for, but it is Seattle. It's a Sunday night game on NBC, but the Seahawks may be out of it. So I, I really don't know. But what I do know is San Francisco right now has an excellent opportunity uh, to get right back in this thing. So again, give me your phone calls, hit that hand icon. And uh, we will get you uh, right on. Kings beat a hapless, pathetic Detroit Pistons team last night. And now they will take on another bad team tomorrow night uh, to wrap up what could have been a promising four-game road trip. But if if they win tomorrow, they will at least have salvaged the trip. Won't be great. Won't be great. You know, you lose to a San San Antonio team that's not good. You get blown out. You lose to an Oklahoma City team that's not very good. But you, you you do what you have to do against Motown. And now you have a Minnesota team that has lost two games in a row. And, you know, I look at Minnesota. And I, I just, I, I don't know what there is about Minnesota that would get anyone excited. Again, they are four and nine. They got off to a good start, but that is long gone. So the Kings really, I mean, they really should be able to win tomorrow and beat Minnesota. You know, their best players, Carl Anthony Towns. They got the young player, Edwards, Russell, Beverly. Then I mean, you look at their lineup on paper, it's not terrible like Detroit. When you look at Detroit's lineup and you're like, who the hell are these guys? Seriously. I told you yesterday, or, or was it? Yeah, it was yesterday. I didn't even heard of half the players on the uh, Pistons team. Now, they're pathetic. Seriously. They're pathetic. They're the worst team in the league. I don't think anyone would argue with that. They're 3-10. and 10. Guess Orlando might 
clamor that. And, of course, Houston's the worst team in the West. When I said the league, I meant the East. I mean, Houston is clearly uh, the worst team uh, in the NBA. Good game tonight. As starting in just a little while, uh, Golden State with the best record at 11 up and two down, uh, taking on Brooklyn at 10 and four. So that is the featured game. Late night in the NBA, Golden State of Brooklyn, Philly at Utah, and San Antonio is at the LA Clippers. Uh, again, if you want to talk about the NBA, you want to talk about what's going on in the NFL, college football, uh, now is your time to do it. Just hit that hand icon and I will put you uh, right on and on stage with me. You know, I spent a lot of time yesterday talking about the Kings. Uh, I made a couple of comments about the front office, about ownership. I also made it very clear that it's November, and we're not even in the Thanksgiving yet, and people need to calm down uh, because there's a lot of basketball left. I also made the comment that I think that, you know, once again, the athletic reporting yesterday that Luke Walton is on the hot seat, and I'm like, well, what's new? Right. It's the Kings. Of course, he's on the hot seat. Isn't every coach on the hot seat? And that's why I think the Kings, among other things, have struggled uh, mightily for a, an entire generation. They had they don't know what consistency is. No consistency at all. No consistency at all. So, you know, again, I, I'm not really sure. What to expect night in, night out from Sacramento, but they should. They should win tomorrow. And go to seven and eight. They should. Now, I know I said that the other night against San Antonio. And they got blown out. But then they go home. They take on Toronto. Not very good. Then they have two really uh, tough games at home. Utah and Philadelphia. Then they have Portland at home. They're going to be at the Lakers on the 26th. And I guess LeBron is close to coming back. Then they go from L.A to Memphis. Then they come home and take on the Lakers, and then they have a home-and-home with the L.A. Clippers. So their schedule gets very difficult when they get home. After Toronto, Utah, Philly, Portland at home, at the Lakers, at Memphis, Lakers at home, at the Clippers, home against the Clippers. So not getting any easier there. Not getting any easier there. You know, I don't like to normally look that far ahead because of injuries uh, and everything else. But, you know, that kind of puts tomorrow's game even more uh, on center stage. Cannot afford to lose uh, that game. All right, if you want to peek ahead to the uh, National Football League, we will do that as we get you closer to Thanksgiving and the uh, National Football League coming up this week. Thursday Night Football, you've got New England at Atlanta. And I'll tell you, road teams that play on Thursday nights, you saw it last week with Baltimore, you know, coming down to Miami and losing. You know, there's no picnic in playing a road game on a Thursday night. So week 11 in the NFL starts in 48 hours or so with New England uh, at Atlanta. Gonna, that is going to be an interesting game because of the short week and a rookie quarterback playing on three days rest. That's not going to be uh, easy in any way, shape, or form. <clears throat> All right, let's get to Brian. Brian, you're on with Grant on Listen App. How are you, Brian? I'm well, Grant, and I'm with you. Uh, 
I can't figure out this 49ers squad any more than you can. But to your point, the reality is I'm looking at the playoff picture right now and their upcoming upcoming schedule. And they have a good as good of a shot as anybody to make the seven, if not the six. Right now, the six is New Orleans Saints, and I'm not a big believer in that team, obviously, now. Panthers seven and eight, nine, Niners tied, and the Falcons four and five. And I'm looking at the schedule, to your point, Jacksonville next week. And then Sunday the 28th, this is a big game now that I'm looking at the schedule. They play at home against Minnesota. That's going to have uh, perhaps tremendous ramifications on the playoff picture. No question about that. It's a great point. I agree with you wholeheartedly about San Francisco. I mean, they're in a really good position right now with their schedule, but you're very right to point out that schedule with the Vikings who are currently tied with the 49ers. So I'm right with you. The thing is, you know, I'm looking for some consistency just like you are with San Francisco. We haven't seen consistency. You know, they had a game against Green Bay that they should not have lost. Let's face it, you know, for them to allow the Packers to do what they did uh, after the go-ahead touchdown is inexcusable to get a game-winning field goal. So that that was a huge loss, uh, and they didn't rebound from that very well. Now, all of a sudden, maybe they feel good about their performance last night. They need to take it on the road because the game coming up against Jacksonville should not even be close. Uh, Jacksonville, yeah. should, Jacksonville should not score more than 10 points in this game. Yeah, 100%. This season has actually been one of the more frustrating seasons just because – the injuries haven't played this like years past where we know the season's over. Uh, that game you mentioned, and then two games specifically, obviously Arizona last week was an awful, awful loss. And then the one 30-18 uh, 30, 30 loss to Indy, that was another bad loss in Terrible. my opinion. Uh, yeah, awful. So, yes, we won last night. We're, that was a must win, and frankly, I didn't think we were going to win that game, and we did, and here we are. So we'll see how it plays out. You know, I also think when George Kittle is on the field, that is so much of a better football team. And, yeah, I know he played last week, but the point I'm making is not only is he so effective with catching a ball, he's a tremendous blocker. Look at what the Niners did with their running game last night. I mean, they went right at the Rams. They ran the ball effectively. And when you watch Kittle block, I mean, the guy is such a good all-around player. Thanks, Brian. Really appreciate it. But, yeah, the Niners, that game last night saved their season. There's no doubt about it. Absolutely uh, saved their season. Now, somebody wanted me to uh, talk about the Raiders, and so I will do that. Uh, They're going in the opposite direction now with two straight losses. And I also talked about this with Sean Salisbury today. He doesn't. He thinks maybe they're just overrated. Maybe that's this is who they are. But they've got Cincinnati coming up this week. Then they got a short week. They're at Dallas on Thanksgiving. Never easy. So at Dallas on Thursday, they come home and take on Washington. Then they are at Kansas City, at Cleveland, home Denver, at Indianapolis, at the Chargers. It's a very difficult schedule. Very difficult. Probably going to lose at Dallas. Probably going to lose at Kansas City. I don't feel good about Indianapolis. And the rest of the games, I guess, toss-ups. But that's a very brutal schedule. And here's the other deal. You never know what the weather's going to be like in uh, both Kansas City and Cleveland in the middle of December. You know, that Cleveland game is on the 19th next month. You have Denver at home, you know, at Indy in a dome. And then they wrap it up January 9th at home against the Chargers. That's, that could be a really big game. 
that could be a big game for either both team or one team. So that's your schedule coming up uh, for the Raiders in a 17 uh, game season. All right. If you want to get on, just hit that hand icon, raise your hand uh, and we will do it. All right. Again, the schedule, very interesting game coming up this week. Very interesting game with the New England Patriots on a short week going on the road to take the Falcons. And the Falcons are one of those teams. Who the hell knows what you get with the Falcons from week to week? Other games coming up on Sunday, uh, Buffalo hosts Indianapolis. Baltimore is at Chicago. Detroit rolls into Cleveland. Houston is at Tennessee. Vikings and Packers in the Twin Cities in Minneapolis. Jets are home to Miami. Saints are in Philly to take on the Eagles. Washington at Carolina. We may see Cam Newton start. We talked about the Niners being in Jacksonville. Cincinnati is at Las Vegas. Dallas travels to Kansas City. That's going to be a marquee game. Seattle home to Arizona. And Pittsburgh is at the Chargers. And the Monday night game, the Giants and the Bucks. I don't know how the Giants are on Monday night football again. They were just on Monday night football against Kansas City two weeks ago. How are they back on Monday night football? They're a bad team. T- Tampa coming off a horrible loss against Washington. And again, they host the Giants uh, Monday night football. Your buys this week, uh, the Broncos and the Rams have the week off. So there you have it. That's your NFL schedule for week 11. Again, when you highlight the best games, you know, the Indy Buffalo, but first of all, the Thursday night game's good. Indianapolis Buffalo with playoff uh, implications in terms of seeding and everything else. That's a good game. Green Bay at Minnesota, interesting game. You know, divisional game. The, uh, Game coming up with Cincinnati and Vegas is interesting to me to see if the Raiders can get off the mat. And then Dallas and Kansas City. You know, Kansas City's now won, what, three in a row? Cowboys on the road, taking on a Chiefs team that's starting to find themselves. That's going to be maybe the best game of the weekend. Maybe the best game of the weekend. We'll see what Arizona does at Seattle. I think after Seattle lost that game in Green Bay, it's going to be near impossible to make the playoffs. And then Pittsburgh is at the Chargers. But, you know, again, when you look at that Dallas-Kansas City game, that figures to be maybe the best game on the card. And I actually think Thursday night game is going to be uh, an interesting game. You know, the, the Patriots are playing very well, but I'm telling you, a short week. Again, look at Baltimore last week. That's a perfect example. Miami's not a better team than Baltimore. But they won. And short week, young quarterback, first time playing on a Thursday night like this, it is not easy. Not easy at all. And again, you never know. You never know what you're going to get with the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, you really don't. You want to talk about a Jekyll and Hyde team. You never know. You know, they're four and five. And they're like a lot of teams in this league. There's no consistency. You know, from week to week, you never know what the hell you're going to get. You really don't. You know, look at their last five games. I'm talking about the Falcons. They beat the Jets 27 to 20. They beat the Dolphins 30 to 28. They lose to the Panthers 19 to 13. 
They beat the Saints 27-25, and they get clobbered by the Cowboys. But think about their wins. Two-point win against Miami, two-point win against the Saints. So, And here's the other deal with Atlanta. If they're able to win, they get a couple of extra days off, and then they're at Jacksonville. Then they're home against the Bucks, at the Panthers, at the 49ers, Lions, Bills, and Saints. That's your schedule ahead uh, for the Atlanta Falcons. And again, the NFC right now, there are a lot of teams with subpar records that are right in the thick of things. I mean, they're right there. Now, now when you look at the uh, AFC and the playoff picture there as it relates to the wild card, you've got Tennessee with the number one seed currently, eight and two, Buffalo six and three, Baltimore six and three, Kansas City six and four. Those are your divisional teams. Then Pittsburgh five and three and one, New England six and four, the Chargers five and four. Raiders are alive, Cincinnati, Indianapolis, Cleveland, Denver, all those teams are breathing and, and breathing pretty well. So you know, 17 weeks, extra playoff team. It's going to be very interesting. Very, very interesting. Right now, it looks like Tennessee's in the driver's seat at 8-2 and two to get that number one seed. But, you know, we'll see if – and here's the other deal. They've got the tiebreaker with Buffalo, who's 6-3, and three, which is very important. But keep your eye on the Chiefs now, as Kansas City has got some momentum. And if they get rolling, we know what happens when the Kansas City Chiefs get rolling. And right now, after what they did to the Raiders, they're rolling. Right? They've won three in a row. And they've climbed to six and four. They got up off the mat. And they found ways ways to win. They should not have won against the Giants on Monday Night Football. No way they beat Green Bay if Aaron Rodgers is playing, so they get a break there. And then they played their best game of the year against the Raiders on Sunday night. So hit me up with some questions. Just hit that hand icon, raise your hand, and we'll get you right on. If you want to talk NFL, if you want to talk NBA, you want to talk NHL, how about college football? A couple of interesting games coming up this week, including Michigan State at Ohio State. And then you have Oregon on the road against Utah. And when you look at the rankings, we do know this, all right? You got Georgia, Alabama, Cincinnati, and Oregon. You know, Ohio State or Michigan State, they're currently, you know, right there. One of those teams is going to be out of the playoff picture. So the loser of Ohio State, Michigan State, you can say goodbye to. Notre Dame now lurking at number six. And it's interesting because if, Just saying if, if Ohio State were to lose to Michigan State and Oregon were to lose to Utah, Notre Dame would jump all the way up to four. If Oregon or Ohio State loses, they're done. And we know that, as I said, Michigan State, you know, if they lose this week, they're done. If they win, they're going to be right there in the thick of things. So this thing is going right down uh, to the wire. And then, of course, you know, you get the big rivalry games uh, coming up next weekend. Thanksgiving weekend, all the big games. 
you know, all the big rivalry games. Uh, what is that? Week uh, 13, actually, in the uh, college football season. You know, when you think about a week ahead and what that week is going to look like, let me run down uh, some of these games for you. And again, I don't know what's going to happen this week any more than you do, but you got Alabama at Auburn. Of course, Bo Nix now out surgery, and that's very, very unfortunate. You got the rivalry with Oregon and Oregon State. Notre Dame is at Stanford. I mean, there's no way that they should lose to Stanford, but I didn't think Stanford would beat Oregon. You have, you know, Michigan and Ohio State. Is Harbaugh going to be able to beat Ohio State? Finally, the game is in Ann Arbor. If Michigan wins this week, they'll be no worse than sixth. So that's probably your best game on the card Thanksgiving weekend. That's the game right there for Jim Harbaugh uh, and Michigan. The Oklahoma-Oklahoma State has lost some luster because of Oklahoma losing at Baylor. So those are your games. But that Michigan-Ohio State game, assuming that both Michigan and Ohio State win coming up uh, this weekend. So if you want to talk some college football, I'm happy to do that as well. Uh, NBA, the NFL, whatever else is on your mind, uh, we can do so uh, right here on Listen Up. By the way, if you look at that Michigan State Ohio State game. That game is in Columbus this weekend. So, you know, Ohio State, they got the the home field, and Oregon is on the road at 24th-ranked Utah. All right? So just looking ahead a little bit to your schedule. You know, again, if Michigan State wins, they get themselves right back in the picture. Number seven at number four. Big, big, I mean, it's their whole season. Both these teams, their whole season is on the line coming up this week at the Horseshoe in Columbus. And, you know, I talked about uh, the Michigan Wolverines. They're at Maryland, so I can't imagine them losing, which sets up their chance once again to beat the Ohio State Buckeyes. All right? So that's your college football rundown. Hit me up. Give me a call. Hit that hand icon, and uh, we will do it. Again, I'm still waiting to get any reaction other than the one phone call about that game last night, that Niners game. Let me tell you something. Those Niners looked like the real San Francisco 49ers last night. That was very, very impressive, the way they handled the Rams. Steve, thank you very much. You're next here on Listen App. How are you today? I'm very good, Grant. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure. Question for you. Watching college football this year, I haven't seen anybody that really just stands out and screams at me. The Heisman Trophy time's coming up. What are your thoughts on that? Who do you think might be uh, the candidates for that? Boy, that's a great question. Uh, You know, it's funny you say that because Sean Salisbury and I uh, were talking about this uh, today. I know a lot of people are, are really high on, you know, Bryce Young. I know I, I'm not as much. I look at their schedule. Yes, he has been very good. But Sean made a really good point. If Michigan State, okay, goes on the road this week, and if they beat Ohio State, they're going to do it with the running game. All right? They will do it via the running game. And we know they have a dynamic running back, 
and we saw how effective they were able to run the football against the uh, Michigan Wolverines. And so I'm looking at three or four guys. And by the way, I don't know how you feel about this. The Heisman normally always goes to a quarterback, and it is so damn uh, political. I, I, I don't I don't know how you look at it, but I keep on hearing Bryce Young, Bryce Young, Bryce Young. But I've got to tell you, if if Michigan State goes on the road and they're able to beat Ohio State and run the ball effectively, and by effectively, you know what I mean, go up and down the field, that may change things a little bit. But right now, um, I'm probably thinking Bryce Young is maybe in the driver's seat a little bit. I I know people are talking about you know Ole Miss and their quarterback. No, uh, uh-uh, not too many losses there. Um, that that's how I'm looking at it. And, and I'm not going to lie to you. I have not followed the Heisman as close as I probably should have. I normally don't do that until Thanksgiving, which is next week. But that's the way I'm looking at it right now. No, I tend to agree with you. I'm I'm a uh, San Diego State alum, and I'm still bitter over Marshall Fox losing to Gina Toretta. You should so be. I understand what you're it saying. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Right. But I mean, if, yep. but, but again, let's just say that Walker this week, let's say Walker from Michigan State has a big day at Ohio State and Michigan State wins. OK, if they do beat Ohio State, it's going to be because they're their running game. And again, I could see Walker touching the ball 30 to 40 times. If that were to happen, OK, he's probably going to be in the lead for the Heisman. If Michigan State does not win and Walker is held fairly well in check he will be off the board then you look at you know Bryce Young as probably the guy that would be the leader in the clubhouse and I don't know how others feel about it but you know people talk about Matt Coral. well you know he went into Alabama and Bryce Young thoroughly outplayed him now I understand that quarterbacks don't play against one another but Ole Miss got blown out in that game and Matt really was completely ineffective in that game so that to me hurts his Heisman Trophy chances Indeed. Well, Grant, thank you very much on that. Hey, you have a great rest of the day. Thank you. Appreciate it. I will. You know, again, though, if you look at Michigan State, remember how they beat Michigan. How did they beat Michigan? They beat Michigan because of a dynamic running back in Walker. Young lost at A&M had one real bad interception in the red zone, which really was a momentum changer. And that's why I think you got to wait till after this weekend. If Again, if Michigan State wins at Ohio State, it will be in all likelihood because Walker had a huge game. All right? So, you know, that's how I'm looking at it. If you want to talk about it, I'd be happy to do so. I'd be happy to do so. Hit your hand icon, and I will get you right on. Again, NFL last night, 49ers, big win. Keeps their season alive. NBA, three games tonight, the marquee matchup. There are really two good matchups tonight, one being Golden State at Brooklyn, and then the uh, doubleheader game has Philadelphia in Salt Lake City taking on the Jazz. And the other game, the Spurs and the L.A. Clippers. Sacramento off. They're in Minneapolis getting ready for a game tomorrow 
against the Timberwolves. And as we said, the Timberwolves are not very good. Of course, you could make the comment that the Kings are not very good. I mean, Sacramento's 6-8, and eight, and Minnesota's 4-9. and nine. Tomorrow, though, is where you go from an awful, disastrous road trip to a, okay, not a bad road trip, regardless of the scores. That's what tomorrow's game is. If you're Sacramento, you get on the plane, you're like, well, you know what? We were 2-2. Two and two. You probably should have gone 3-1, and one, but you, you're 2-2. You, you're two and two. If you lose tomorrow, you're like, oh, wow. Lost to a bad Spurs team, lost to a bad Thunder team, and lost to a bad Timberwolves team. That's going to be really difficult to rebound from with that home schedule. If you go into Minneapolis and beat a bad team, and make no mistake about it, they're a bad team, then you're feeling much better. You know, you get on the plane, you got a little momentum. You know, you've won two in a row. You got a tough homestand coming up, but at least you're breathing, right? At least you're still alive. And by alive, I mean, you know, in the West, you got to be very careful. But you look at Minnesota's last five games, all right? Actually, if I look at Minnesota, I don't even have to look at their last five games. I'm just noticing this for the first time. I didn't even realize this. You ready for this? Here's Minnesota starting on October 30th. All right, you ready for this? Loss at home to Denver. Lost at home to a pathetic Orlando team. Lost to the Clippers back-to-back games. Lost to Memphis in overtime. Lost to the Warriors. Beat the Lakers. Lost to the Clippers. Lost to Phoenix. So Minnesota has lost eight of nine games. They've lost eight of nine. There is absolutely no way in the world the Kings should be losing to this team. Again, eight losses in their last nine games, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Now, they were not competitive against the Clippers in either game. They did lose to Memphis in overtime. Obviously, they're not going to be competitive against the Warriors. Did beat the Lakers somehow, 107-83 in L.A. Then they lost to the Clippers where they get blown out the next night. And they lost a very tight game on Monday to Phoenix, 99-96. to So, and now, by the way, Carl uh, Anthony Towns had 35-13 and in that game. So, as goes Towns goes Minnesota. But there's no excuse for losing to a team that's been as bad as Minnesota lately. Can't do it. Can't can't lose to a team that's lost eight of nine. And it's up to the Kings to get off to a good start, set the tone, and don't look back. The place is going to be empty. Nobody will be in the building. Nobody cares about the Timberwolves. All right? So, you know, it's not like you're going to have a lot of energy in the building. Place will be dead. It'll be like a library, and you go in there, and you dictate the pace and the tempo uh, of the game. So tomorrow, uh, we will have our Wednesday edition at 3 o'clock Pacific. We'll break down the uh, three NBA games tonight. We'll look ahead to the Thursday NFL game with New England and, of course, Atlanta. And by tomorrow at 3 o'clock Pacific, there will probably be a breaking story that's taking center stage that we can talk about and break down because that is the society that we live in today. Chances are 
tomorrow at 3 o'clock, it will be a lead story. And we'll be able to do it. All right? So make it a good evening. Really appreciate your feedback. Thanks very much for listening to me here on Listen App. I'm back tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Until then, Grant Napier saying so long, everyone. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply